recording. Okay. Are you? Clap. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Are you sure you can sync these up? Yes. Okay. Hello and welcome to me and my brother's new podcast. It's called Our Week in Cinema. I am your dashingly handsome host, Zach Riley, and with me is my brother, Kevin Riley. Yep. Uh, Kevin is not very enthusiastic about this podcast because <laughs> he's a cynical man and he's uh, old and grumpy. I had him very excited to launch this new podcast because God knows the world needs more of them. So, I ask you, what's this podcast about? Kevin, you want to take the. What is this podcast about? Again? You want to take the reins on this one, huh? Oh, okay. Well, uh, we just decided to. Uh, Try to do this podcast less than an hour ago, uh, so it's pretty pretty new, pretty on the whim. Uh, but we're just gonna be talking about the movies we watched uh, within the past week, um, giving our thoughts, comparing and contrasting opinions if we've seen the movie, uh, both of us, or maybe sharing a recommendation. True. To each other. That'll be our new segment. At the end of every week, we have to share a recommendation uh, for the listeners at home and to each other. Yes, so now, maybe I'd I should like get watch Cool Hand Luke. I'd like to introduce my new our first opening segment, which is called Movie Quotes. And in this segment, you have to guess where these <laughs> oh. movie quotes come from. Okay? Okay, this is gonna, we're going to run out of this game oh, quickly. I'm going to give you the first movie like, quote. If you get this right, you get one Zach quote. Okay? Uh, okay. But this quote is from a movie. Um, so you can guess what it is. You will win one point. Okay. Okay. We're just gonna start at the top and move down as we move along with this podcast. There are fifty of them, so it'll take fifty, 50 quotes. It'll take fifty episodes. Oh, it's minutes. just one quote. Yes. Oh, that's good. Okay, that's much better. What did you think it was? <laughs> I'm gonna read through yeah, all of them in one, one episode. Quote every episode. Okay. And you get one Zach point. Okay. 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 So here's the quote. Here's the first. What quote. does the Zach point do? It's from a movie. Uh, it's May the Force be with you. That would be probably Star Wars. Uh, can you guess the year for an additional Zach point? Um, well, I'm going to say uh, 2015 for Star Wars The Force Awakens. It is from that. So that that's a lock-in. It's technically correct, but uh, this, this, this thing here says Star Wars 1977. Oh. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to award you zero Zach points. No, what? I got the quote right. Well, this website here, blog.hubspot.com. You didn't, no, you said if you get the year right, you get an additional Zach point. You said if you get the year right, you get an additional Zach point. Yeah, yeah, but I, I obviously told you that it was Star Wars because you said Star Wars, and I said if you get the if you get if you can tell me the year, you get an additional Zach point. Heavily implying that was the correct answer. So obviously, I got Star Wars right. So where's my Zach point? Well, can you guess the year of that star? I'll give. I'll, this is this is just an experiment, so I'll give you a chance to retake it. Uh, can you guess the year that the movie Star Wars? Got hair in my mouth. Directed by George Lucas. Didn't you? Didn't you just say? Did I tell you? Seventy-seven. How did you know? You just said it. I forgot. Okay, I'm gonna award you two Zach points. All right. What does Zach points to even do? Uh, who knows? We'll okay. See. Uh, maybe some sort of. Uh, Redemption. Are you writing it down that I have two Zach points? Yeah, I'm going to give you a receipt. Oh, nice. Awesome. Keep them and give them to show them to your friends. Cool. Friends. I have two Zach points. Awesome. And you have zero delivery dops. So that's our 
that's our first opening segment. What was I just, that? I just threw it across the room for you. So now we're going to get into the meat, the meat and potatoes of the show, as it were. Uh, I will start off, or do you want to start off, or what? <coughs> going through the movie? Going through the, we'll start going the, through the movies? Yeah, I know. The 18th. Uh, I don't know, Zach, why don't you I'll, go I'll ahead. Begin. Yeah. So on the 18th, I watched, let's see, I watched one, two, three, four movies, three feature length, one short. The Goodness. first one I watched was called Say Anything, starring John Cusack. Have you heard of this <laughs> Well, I have, actually, yeah, matter of fact. You know what it's about? I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's some kind of romance with John Cusack. It's true. There's a, there's a very famous uh, poster is John Cusack holding, yeah, holding the uh, thing. Yeah. yeah. I watched this movie because my mom recommended it to me. And I have to say, I was thoroughly impressed with it uh, in terms of it's not just like a cheesy thing. It takes it takes teen romance seriously. It doesn't make it like a wacky sex Can romance. I turn this off? Um, it is a comedy, but it's, it, it takes it generally seriously. So I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I mean, it's not amazing. There were some issues, I think, with um, the way it was structured in terms of like some of the characters weren't exactly... Um, necessary or important, and the plots weren't all that great, but for the most part, or like plot, but side plot, I guess, uh, for the most part, I enjoyed it a lot. I gave this movie a three and a half, which for me means it was a great movie, and I was thoroughly impressed with this 80s rom com, Say Anything. Any uh, thoughts on that, Kevin? Uh, no, no thoughts in particular on that, but but uh, for for those of you that don't know, Zach's rating system is a bit different from the traditional um <clears throat> rating system he he doesn't really believe in the five out of five rating or, or 10 out of 10 like like i do so when zach says a seven out of ten or three and a half he really means a four four out of five or uh eight out of ten in technical terms you just bump it up by half star each time pretty much since he's given only he's only given five stars to five movies and he admits himself that they don't really deserve them. They do deserve Just them. in his mind. Because it's all, it's all subjective to they're him. Subje- they're very subjective movies. They're movies. My five stars are movies that really just that really just, uh, just affect me emotionally. And yeah. They just break down and be they're just amazing, transcendent experiences. Okay, we don't have to go into your whole rating system right now. Amazing. We don't have to go into your whole rating system right now. Let's say anything. Feel free to drop at any point. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, me? Make comments. I don't have much to say. I haven't seen the haven't seen the movie myself. I like to make an example. Like I could say, oh, it's a it's a rom com. There's there are some mm. plots that really make sense. You could drop in and say, oh, what 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 things in particular, and then I would tell you. But uh, don't do it now because it's too late. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. this is a movie we both watched. I know we both watched it. Yeah. So we can actually have a productive conversation about this. This is a movie called Bicycle Thieves. Yes, Bicycle Thieves. We watched this for uh, my film history class, and my family decided to watch it along with me. It was a it was a great movie, great movie. Loved it, very well I made. Loved it a lot too. Yeah. I liked, what it a, What did you give it? I gave it four stars. Four stars. So I, I gave it a four and a half. So. Mm, it's directed by Vittorio De Sica. Um, Vittorio De Sica. My my uh, thing I liked about it a lot was the little kid. He was very uh, very funny, very humorous. Yeah, the kid was a really good actor it. too. He was very good actor. His, uh, Italian. Gusto, and he was like, "Hey, yeah, Papa!" Yeah. He was he was really telling what his mama, his "Papa, the old one too." Yeah, um, this movie is basically about a man whose bicycle gets stolen, and yeah. his crazy journey to get it 
It's a it's a it's a foreign film. It's an Italian Italian old Italian film on the Criterion Channel streaming now. We rented it. We rented it, and then like two days later, I got the Criterion Channel. So yeah, little uh, miss miss sight. What's the word? Undersight. I don't know. Misstep. I don't know. Little misstep. A little, little oversight by oversight, you, because yeah. you, you should have known that I was going to get the Criterion Channel, right, Kevin? Well, it was the, it was a, more of a time was of the essence, because it was due that day, that assignment. Mm, come on, Kevin, we gotta have, uh, we got to analyze this. But we don't have to. Oh, okay. We just, we t- we, if we have stuff to say, we shouldn't force it, Zach. Okay, right, right. But it, I, I loved it, it was a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, definitely go check it out. It's very, it's very It was really well done. I, I, I love the character development. The, the cinematography... The uh, acting, it was all, it was all great. In Italy, I just love Italy, so. Okay, uh, and then I yeah. watched, or did you watch anything else on the 18th? On the 18th, I also watched uh, Pleasantville. Yeah, Ple- Pleasantville was a was a great movie. Backstory for Pleasantville: I rented it from a from a video store. Shout out to Newhall Video Depot, or Video Depot Newhall, on uh, Lyons Avenue in Santa Clarita. <laughs> Shout out to Gina. Gina, she runs a little humble video store that has just about every, any movie you could think of, and it's a great place. I go there at least bi-weekly. I mean, uh, like twice every week. Uh, and I and I rented this movie, Pleasantville, from Gina Video Depot, and I didn't return it for two whole weeks, and she got mad at me. You Not really, but but I I, <clears throat> I finally watched it, and I finally returned it, and I owed her $24 because of it. Would you say that you regret not watching it sooner? I would, yeah. Would you, uh, if you could go back in time, would you just watch it like in the normal amount of time? Probably, yeah. I'd just watch it when I. Yeah. You could have bought the movie. I could have, yeah. I could have just owned the movie. $20. Yeah, but I. Yeah. It was, um, it was, it was, it was worth it though, because I loved the movie in the end. It was, it was fantastic. I know you haven't seen it, but um, the reason I picked this up was uh, Finn Kobler, the old uh, ASB president from the high school I went to. We don't talk. I, I've never even met the guy, but he uh, he has a letterbox, so I decided to follow him in. This was one of his favorite movies, so I checked it out, and it was really, really good. <clears throat> How did you find out about? How did you find Finn Kobler's letterbox? Because I, I think I followed him on Twitter, so it linked it from Twitter to Letterboxd. Yeah. So Pleasantville is the, is a movie about. Uh, it's with Tobey Maguire and. Um, Reese Witherspoon are the two leads, and uh, Toby Maguire is obsessed with this show called Pleasantville. And the night, the night of uh, the movie, the main night that the events take place, uh, the conflict is because Toby Maguire wants to watch the Pleasantville marathon uh, downstairs, but his sister is having uh, her her date over, and they want to watch the TV. So they're arguing about that, and then some. This like guy from Pleasantville comes and he transports them into the land and they go into the land of Pleasantville and slowly, you know, since they're more modern, edgy kids, Pleasantville is 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 pretty much your typical old sitcom where everything's kind of pitch perfect and everyone loves each other and they all say golly gee, and so Reese Witherspoon goes in goes into this uh, town. And starts corrupting all, all everybody, and she starts. She has sex with Paul Walker, and Paul, Paul Walker doesn't even know what sex is in the movie until she teaches him. When did this movie come out? Uh, I think early, uh, late nineties, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, she she teaches her own mother about sex, and then she masturbates. So no one knows about. 
No, no one knows about sex, even if the parents. And then when she learns about sex, she masturbates in a bathtub and, and has an orgasm so powerful that she lights her tree on fire outside. It's a really crazy movie, but it was really, really good. And I highly recommend it. It was very funny. And <clears throat> once you start to realize, like, what's going on and what's happening, like, in the environment, you, you start to go, okay, I'm on board for this now. This is going to be a good movie. And it had a... Yeah, it was just it was an overall very good movie. I gave it a nine out of ten. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Pretty underrated movie. Awesome review. So that that's uh, January eighteenth. I watched two movies. Oh, you still have two more. Zach watches a lot of shorts. I'm only at fifteen percent now, Zach. What's gonna happen? My battery on my phone. Well, I have a charger. It's USB. Is it USB C? Uh huh. I have a charger for USB C. It's up there. Oh man. You can always plug it in, you know. That's true. Okay, keep so talking. I watched the film Memento, directed by Christopher Nolan, which stars uh, uh, Guy Pierce. Yes. Famous for his role in Iron Man 3. Uh, and I enjoyed this movie a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, it's very, um, it's very, it's, it has a very unique way of telling the story. Uh, and it works perfectly with the movie. When I started out the movie, you might show this experience, I was kind of thinking, like, why? I mean, like, I understand why it's being told this way, because the main character has short-term memory loss, and it's the story of him trying to find the man who gave him short-term memory loss and also killed and raped his wife. So that's the story, but it's told in reverse because he has short-term memory loss. So every, every scene ends with the beginning of the previous scene. Mm, no spoilers. Don't spoil the movie. I'm, not expect- I'm just saying the concept of the movie. Every scene ends. Every scene ends with the beginning of the previous scene. That's interesting. In the movie, but the previous scene in the movie is actually the next scene in the movie. So, mm. yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, this is so hard to understand." It's not really hard to understand in terms of just figuring it out. You kind of just, as soon as you see where you are, you kind of just shift it, shift the piece into place. But the way everything unfolds, you think, oh, it's told backwards. The suspense and mystery is probably going to be all ruined because you know what's going to happen at the end. But it's really not because um, they they do it in a way that there's actually a, a suspense and mystery that is unfolding backwards that only makes sense when you have the whole picture, which is what the whole movie about is about. The, the guy can't see the whole picture and he's trusting himself. Um, but can he really trust himself? Can he even trust himself is the question. Because he doesn't know, because he can't remember. And then I also watched the film Christopher Nolan. Oh, did you have any comments about that, Kevin? Do you have any, any, any questions? Oh, nothing to say. I, it's on my poster, so I look forward to watching it. It's eventually. very good. I would recommend that, it. It sounds like a really good movie. Yeah. I know I'd like it. In my Christopher Nolan section. Yeah. And I watched the short film Quay, just briefly. It's just a, it's just a video about the, the Quay brothers, who are um, documentarians by trade, and... Um, yeah, basically it's just a, like a ten minute documentary about how they do that. It's not very, it's not, not a lot to talk about here. I give it three stars, and that's pretty much it. So then we move on to the nineteenth. What movies did you watch on the nineteenth? I just watched Blade Runner, <clears throat> part of my poster series going on. That's a crazy movie. On YouTube, my channel's called. Well, I guess both of our channel. This is my second channel is what what this is going up on anyway. So, uh, Kaz Productions, my channel. Check it out. You can watch Blade Runner, my review for the, for all my film poster reviews. But yeah, I watched Blade Runner, Ridley Scott's film starring Harrison Ford, and it was very good. I already talked about it 
on my channel, but uh, I'll briefly say it was very good. Good cinematography. I like Deckard's character a lot. The replicants were very cool. And I'm excited to see 2049. Uh, I'm going through Denis Villeneuve's filmography this year. So that'll be part of it. So I'll definitely check like, that out again. Did you like, uh, did you like the depiction of Los Angeles? In, uh, in, Blade, in Blade Runner? Yes. Was that Los Angeles they were in? Yes. Of course. I didn't know. I, know that. I thought it was like Tokyo or something. No. <laughs> probably, probably because it had so much neon, huh? Everybody, everybody was Japanese Angeles. in that movie. They were in Los Angeles. I didn't know that. You're an idiot. Okay. Everyone knows it takes place in Los Angeles. I didn't know that. Now I know. I watched this movie a while ago, but I actually watched it... Uh, in November of 2018, which is when the movie takes place. Yeah, pretty crazy. I purposefully, I just noticed, and I was like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Things happening with it, with uh, coronavirus and the last man on earth, which both take place in 2020. Isn't that insane, Kevin? That's insane, Zach. That Shout insane. out to the last man on earth if you haven't seen it. Mm. Great show. So, that's all I watched in the 19th. Did you say you understood the movie, Kevin? Did you have to look up any, uh, any, Blade Runner? any plot? Blade Runner? Well, the only thing that confused me was... At the end, spoilers, but, um, you know, when, when it just shows him picking up the unicorn and they go out into the elevator and the door closes and the movie ends, I said, wow, that was really abrupt. And I forgot the unicorn even it was part of the movie until that scene. I said, oh, yeah, there was a unicorn flashback. So I, so I looked too. it up and I went, huh. Well, now I get it. The unicorn symbolizes the girl, and it pretty much means that the cop is going to chase after him. And I guess we find out what happens in 2049. Is the Beatles song in that movie? Do yeah, they play yeah. it? Really? Yeah. I feel like that'd be yeah, it'd be a missed opportunity if they didn't play that song. Uh, yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. Good song. It is. That's what my review was. I think my review was just it's a good song or something like that. Well, I think yeah. I said like, well, it's a good song. It's basically just a very cookie cutter movie. The, the moral of the story is like, nerds and cliques are bad things because we should all just be friends because we were friends in middle school or uh, elementary school. Sorry. And that's basically just the message of the whole film. It's not a very good or interesting film, but it's uh, keep, kept me pacified. Uh, so that's good. It stars um, the guy from uh, uh, um, the guy from Enchanted, Patrick Dempsey, um, who I watched Enchanted a long time ago. I got scared of it because the dragon. You were scared of Enchanted. No, and you make and you make fun of me for being afraid of a haunted I'm mansion. I'm scared of the dragon in Enchanted. Dragon's name is scary. I don't even remember that name. Dragon dream. Oh yeah. And I got scared. I felt like I was floating in space on my bed. And I watched a short film from Wes Anderson called American Express. My life, my guard. It's just a commercial for American Express. It's pretty lame. I gave it two and a half stars. Um, and then I watched a documentary called A Message from Akira Kurosawa for beautiful movies. Akira Kurosawa, as you all know, is a very famous Japanese director. 
and I'm watching all of his movies right now, hopefully. And um, so I watched this documentary just about his, his filmmaking process. It was very insightful and interesting. He, he, he said some things about filmmaking that were sort of against the conventional grain, and he gave some just insights into the filmmaking industry. It's a documentary, so, you know, pretty basic documentary stuff, but it's interesting if you're into filmmaking. Was that on the Criterion channel? It was. It was, it was mm. like the opening segment. So it had uh, interviews with... Uh, Good investment. How long is it? It's an hour and... Jeez. Hour. That has interviews with Akira Kurosawa and her daughter and the narrator. It's all in Japanese, though. Wow. So it's a Japanese How did you understand it? Uh, there were subtitles. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's funny. And then that's all for the 19th. Did I didn't. You, did you watch yeah. anything on the 20th? I didn't watch anything on the 20th or the 21st. Oh, I didn't watch anything on the 21st. But I watched two movies on the 20th. Yeah, what'd you watch? Some of your nice, uh, insightful comments or questions. Oh, okay. Because some funny jokes. Yeah, something like that. Uh, okay, so I watched the film called Sanshiro Sugata. I had never heard of it. <clears throat> it's a Kurosawa film, I assume. It is. Uh-huh. It's um, it's his very, it's Kira Kurosawa's very first film. Uh, it's uh, are you playing video? Oh, that's Dad. Okay, it's a Kira Kurosawa's very first film, and it's about a man named Sanshiro Sugata who goes into the uh, Japanese martial art of judo and trains and he basically just uh, trains to be a judo martial artist and he becomes a big legend around town and everyone loves him and he fights a person at the end and that's the movie I didn't like it very much because of the script the script was just so weird and there wasn't like characterization maybe it was just poorly translated I don't think that's the case Maybe, yeah. <laughs> what if they were saying completely different things I, I, for the I entire doubt, movie? I highly doubt it. You wouldn't even know. It's just a, it's just a prank, and all of the Kurosawa's films are just completely different. They're actually just saying pickle butt uh-huh, the whole time. Three hours of pickle butt. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I don't think that's true. But it was, um, yeah, it was just, there wasn't very much characterization with Sanshiro Sugata. I didn't find it to be very interesting or compelling at all, so I was pretty disappointed by that. <laughs> Sounds like your uh, watch along is not very, going very well. What? Your watch along with Queer Kurosawa. Well, they're getting better, sir. So <coughs> Excuse me. They have gotten better as I've gone along. Oh, that's and, good. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's to expect with most new directors. Like when I watched um, uh, Shark vs. Eagle, that wasn't very good. And yeah, the you definitely see Taika Waititi, of course. Um, like uh, voice in there, but it's not like developed. So I think that's sort of like Queer Kurosawa. I think we should go back to every single movie we watched on Letterboxd and. <laughs> Say them. No, we shouldn't. No, I'm not. This is actually fun. Okay. Uh, I watched Young Frankenstein. Uh, are you familiar with the great works of the great comedic director? I've, uh, I, 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 I haven't seen any of his films, but I'm, I'm familiar with a few of them, yeah. You haven't seen any of his films. Like Young Frankenstein. I just like to briefly oh, mention is. again, in case for people Someone's who tapping on something. We're filming a really cool podcast right now, and we're busy at doing stuff, so uh, any person who is interested in what we're doing, they should just know that. So anyways, back to what I was talking about earlier. Uh, Young Frankenstein, yes. Mel Brooks is a very famous comedic actor. Yes. He's, he's a very... Um, I know who he very, is. Not actor, uh, director. And actor. He's, he acts a lot, too. Um, are you listening? Are you getting bored over there? I'm just, it's just the catchy Beatles song. Uh, Can't get it out of my head. It's so good. Anyways, uh, uh, Mel Brooks. He has a very famous style. And um, Gene Wilder... Uh, Kind of May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. God bless him. <laughs> Mel Brooks is still alive, though, which is uh, 
Fun. He's like 90 or 89 or something. That um, Gene Wilder really is like the uh, the the uh, pinnacle of Mel Brooks absurdist type comedy. He's just so over the top in everything he does. He really is. That's what I love about him. In um, he just goes all out. In um, uh, oh, the producers. Uh, he's he's so over the top with like as like um, like sort of like beta male type characterization. It's hilarious. But Young Frankenstein, uh, I enjoyed this movie a lot. It was very funny, but the one thing I had a problem with was um, basically Frankenstein. I've seen Frankenstein, and um, a lot of the movie was just scenes from the original Frankenstein movie. Like um, like from uh, The Bride of Frankenstein, there's a scene where Frankenstein goes to a blind man, and the blind man... You mean Frankenstein's monster, of course. Frankenstein's monster, yes. It was a scene where Frankenstein's monster goes to a blind man, and they... Um, he, he like gives him soup or something and that's in The Bride of Frankenstein um, and they just basically do that scene there's a couple of different gags but it's just that scene uh, and they do that a couple of times and that's what I found kind of annoying is that a lot of the stuff they weren't like making fun of it they were just kind of doing the scenes over and over again and Young Frank they're not really making fun of Frankenstein they're just like playing off of it so it's not like it's not mean spirit it's definitely respecting the original work I'm sure Mel Brooks is a fan um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. I gave it three and a half stars. It is very hilarious, but I just had a problem with the uh, sort of um, needless homage, I guess, where it wasn't really adding anything to it. Uh, and then I watched a short film card called Dark Hoser about Batman and how he is. That's a, a Lego Batman movie. Yeah, about he's a Canadian, uh, and I watched it because I was looking at like a Batman list. I was like, oh, this is a short film. I'll watch it. it seems interesting. It was, it was fun. I liked it. I gave it two and a half stars. It was okay. So um, it was basically just about how Batman is Canadian and he had to join the Justice League of Canada. <laughs> Pretty funny concept, huh? So yeah, that was fun. So yeah, he's watching it on the twenty second. I did. Yeah, we both watched a movie. Remember? Oh yeah. <clears throat> we watched Brokeback Mountain together. That's true. Another movie for my uh, film poster. I've been really breeze breezing through my film poster lately. I'm trying to clear out a lot of them. Confused. Do you have a film poster? I do. Yeah, it's really? in my room. It's my pride and joy. What do you, uh, what do you, what's, your, <coughs> what's your film poster all about? Oh, well, well, it, it's a hundred squares. It's kind of like a lottery ticket where you scratch it off and the things underneath, you scratch it off, there's a little poster underneath, so I'm watching a hundred movies. I'm on 32 now. And how long have you been for? Since August 2018, yeah. Oh, so, um, I'm on two and a half years now. For 33 movies. 32? Not even two and a half years. Not even two and a half years. coming up on? It's not even two years, though, so, no. 2018? 2019. August 2018 to August 2019 is one year. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's true, actually. That's true. Idiot. So, what? Coming up on one and a half years now. Yeah. Maybe just about one and a half years. Yep. 32 movies in one and a half years. Interesting. How, how long it's... How, how many... How come it's taking just so long? I really don't know. Is it just because you don't enjoy them? I do. It just takes me a while to get around to them. Mm, interesting. I watch a lot of movies. Like, to, like on the 22nd, I watched six movies. That's too much. That's just me. It's just too much. So, we watched Brokeback Mountain, Kevin. Yeah, we did. This movie's about two gay men who have sex. On well, they're not really gay inherently. They're probably more... Probably bisexual. Probably bisexual. Yeah. Closeted gay people in the... In the closeted bisexuals. In the closeted bisexuals in the deep south. Yes. 
where it's not good to be gay, especially in the 60s in when this Texas, takes place. One of them was in Texas, one of them was in like Minnesota. It was uh, Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah, and Estelle Mar was in Wyoming. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> it was a um, it was a great romance yes, movie. Yes, it was very good. It was very beautiful. It was a very long epic to- uh, story of a romance of these two men and their deep love for each other and how they can't truly love each other because they have their own separate lives and wives and children and children they have to tend to and they they can't they they can't live together like Jake so desperately wants or Jack. <laughs> you said Mildred. Did I? Yeah, you, you said children and Mildred as if those were separate things. <laughs> I don't know. I thought this movie was very good. I thought it was a little exhaustive and a little uh, a little frustrating in the fact that they just could not get together. I mean, come on. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it does, but like, um, just move somewhere where they're more progressive. It's 1980. If you go to Los Angeles, if you go to... Uh, well, they can't just up and move to Los Angeles. They, they have families. They so much, though. It's clear they have, they have, they have families and lives. They have families and lives together. Dennis Delmar, who's doing, he was really a frustrating character. Well, yeah, Dennis and Delmar is a Dennis Delmar is a flawed character. Dennis Delmar is a it was a free agent throughout the movie, and I just don't think that it was very developed in terms of why he was not in, in the fact that he was completely free, he had no fiscal obligations, he had no uh, wife, his children were grown up. I don't understand why he did not just move to where Jack. You said to where Jack um, lived and just live with him because I feel like because he was scared of getting beat up. They can't. Up. That's what happens to Jake at the end. I mean, Jack. Well, he does, but that's why he didn't want to be with him because he knew that would probably happen, and that's exactly what happened. Well, yeah, but they don't have to move to somewhere where there's just so. Um, they can move anywhere. They, uh, Jack is rich. He has a. Well, Jack can't just leave. He's with his wife. Yeah, oh yeah, but can't just up and leave. He has kid, a kid how too. He has a conversation how he could keep up his marriage over the phone. So clearly, it's also sort of a failing marriage. So all he wanted was to be with Ennis, so just divorce her. They can live together. I don't think so. It just wouldn't have worked, Zach. It just wouldn't have worked. I just think they sort of wrote themselves into a corner there. I don't think it would have worked. Didn't fully explain that, or they could have done that better. That's the one thing I'd like to say. No. I only gave it three and a half stars. No. I gave it a I gave it a nine out of ten. I loved it. What would you? I thought it was better than Call Me by Your Name. I know. I thought Call Me by Your Name was really good. Amazing. What what would you what why did what stopped you from giving it a, a perfect ten out of ten? A perfect ten out of ten. Uh it's just not something I can see myself just going and saying, Ah, hey, have you seen Brokeback Mountain? Let's all get together and watch Brokeback Mountain or something I would just wanna go and immediately rewatch. You definitely could not see what I'm I'm, doing I'm definitely that. good right now. I, I don't highly, need to go out and rewatch it right now. In the near future, maybe decades before I rewatch it, if I ever do. Um, so I watched Broken Mountain. Before that, though, um, at night, I watched the film The Most Beautiful. Actually, not in the night, in the morning. I watched the film The Most Beautiful about um, Japanese uh, women in the World War World War Two that were being sort of forced to work. Uh, it's, a, it's a propaganda piece uh, commissioned by the... Um, Japanese government. It's interesting from a purely historical point of view um, because, you know, Akira Kurosawa was basically forced into making it. Um, but in terms of actual plot, not the greatest, or not really great at all. I give it one and a half stars. It's basically just about a girl who 
is sick and she wants to work, but she, but she's sick. So they say, don't go to work, but she wants to work so badly because she's so patriotic and loves her country so much that she just has to go to work. And she's just so determined to making sure they win. So it's basically just propaganda that is encouraging people to go to the war. And to an absurd amount, these people are like like uh, robots who are just completely enslaved to the uh, to the um, what am I trying to say to um, the Japanese government and the manufacturing facility. So. It was interesting, but in terms of actual plot, not the best. Uh, and then I watched Searching. You watched part of Searching. I did. Searching was our was the recommendation of the week, it which was. is we're trying to have a segment of yeah. that. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Our recommendation yeah. of the week. Um, but well, why don't we just do it right now that we're on the okay. recommendation? My recommendation of the week is to watch Cool Hand Luke. Yeah, so we're going to switch back every week. Zach recommends something to me. I recommend something back. And uh, this past week, I recommended searching to Zach, and well, I recommended it to more like a month ago, and he finally got around to watching it. So yeah, I've seen this twice before, and Zach, this was his first time seeing it. My first time. I I enjoyed the movie for what it was. I I think it, I think it was very well done. Um, the the aspect of it being on a computer was really well done I'd say quite seamless in terms of integrating scenes and stuff they figure out some clever ways to sort of get around the fact that you know you don't have your phone you, you're not FaceTiming 24-7 so you can't always see your face but they figure out some good ways to actually get that in there news mm -hmm. reports security cameras live security, funeral live funeral yes um so yeah, uh, I, I can't say that, that the uh, computer aspect was necessarily essential to the movie existing, but it definitely worked and I had no qualms with it. Uh, and I think it's, for the most part, a very well done thriller. I think the ending, the big reveal at the end was... Um, you mean where the detective Vic... Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers, but she just kind of launches into like a ten minute monologue uh -huh. of detail how she did it and it was really lame. Yeah, that was really... a. a that was pretty, the uh, worst part of the movie. The worst, bad part of the movie. And that's yeah. what kind of brought it down for me to a yeah. three and a half. But still very 100%. well done. I applaud it. I have not seen the other... What's the other one that's like everyone hates? That's also the same thing. Like oh, uh, uh, um, Unfriended. Unfriended. The horror movie. Yeah, Unfriended. I've seen that. Maybe we should watch that. Have you seen it? I've seen it, yeah. Is it good? It's not good. Yeah, I, I watched it back in like 8th grade or like ninth grade too. So, so I yeah, didn't, so didn't have a refined palate. Featuring John Cho. John right? Cho. I've seen three John Cho movies this year. Wow. So Harold and Kumar, Searching, and uh, The Grudge. I've seen two. Searching. Yeah. The Searching and Grudge. Yeah. The uh, Grudge sucks. Yeah. It does. It's awful. It's just a terrible movie. And then I watched... Did you watch anything else in the 22nd? Nope. <laughs> yeah, so next week. If you want to watch along with us, Cool Hand Luke is next week. Yeah. We'll be watching that. Paul Newman. Uh, okay. So then I watched Sanshiro Sugata Part 2, which is Part 2 to Sanshiro Sugata. I, although it's, a, it's a government, another government-mandated sequel, um, <sighs> I, I enjoyed it more than the first one, purely for the fact that it had more of a concrete plot and through-line characterization. It just felt like a more of a movie, which is the best I can say for it. It's not revolutionary. It doesn't do anything that blew my mind, but it was a solid movie. 
just like any, you know, like, any, like, good movie you would watch, I don't know, something like, uh, Kung Fu, Kung Fu Panda 3. I had equated to Kung Fu Panda 3 and the fact that it's a good movie. You wouldn't tell your friends and family about it, but, you know, you're like, you watch it, oh, <laughs> fun watching Kung Fu Panda 3. I've never seen Kung Fu Panda 3. No, I did. I saw the first, one, the first two. It's about Kung Fu Panda's uh, father. Yeah, I know. Brian Cranston plays the mm, okay. dead. So, yeah. Sensuous, uh, <laughs> we got a part two. Basically, Kung Fu Panda 3. <laughs> not, in, not in theme or plot, but in, in, in thoughts about it. And then I watched the movie Cry the Beloved Country, and uh, this film is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, it's just so, um, boring. Is this Akira so Kurosawa? Boring. No, it's not. It's, uh, it's the first film in the Sydney Poitier collection. Oh. Uh, and Cry the Beloved Country is basically just about, um... Is it the one with the dog? No. Oh. Uh, that was about Lady, the Lady Who... Goodbye, my lady. <coughs> uh, but Cry the Beloved Country is about, uh, a man who goes to, uh, uh, urban South Africa to find his son and he finds out there's all this inequality and stuff and it's um well I just could not get like interested in it like if there wasn't a single interesting thing about it it was the most like forgettable um unremarkable movie ever and I gave it two and a half stars simply because I'm sure that if I actually put my mind to it I could find some enjoyment about it but it would just did not have my attention at all. I had a really hard time paying attention, and I just did not did not interest me at all. Um, and then another, and then after that, sorry, I just watched so many movies. It's just no, you exhausted. You watch you a lot. Thoughts about that? Huh? Okay. Yeah, you I had don't. Any of those experiences with movies where you just watch a movie and you're like, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be like well received, but you just like can't get into it at all. Do you have any movies that are like that for you? <laughs> not really. Not really. You've never had experience. Interesting. Oh yeah, super opposite on. What? I watched Fight Club as well and was underwhelmed today, but that's not really same level. Okay, so then I watched The Men Who Tread on the Tiger's Tail. Very simple movie, very short movie. It's less than an hour long. It's like fifty nine minutes, and it's just about a um, a group of seven people who are actually eight people. One of them is the brother of the of the. Uh, emperor of japan and they all go um they're trying to cross the border and so the six people who are like the bodyguards dress up as monks and um the the brother dresses up as a porter which is basically just something who helps out and like carries bags and they just have a they just talk with the guards and like convince them that they're real that's basically the movie there's a bit of a first act where it's a pretty funny situation where the uh wacky clown character uh like understands that the, that he's actually helping out the fugitives. They have a conversation. It's pretty funny. And so, yeah, I mean, it is it is funny. I like the clown-type character. He wasn't actually a clown, but he was, you know, funny-type guy, like over-the-top crazy guy. I liked him a lot. He was very funny, uh, but um, he wasn't much of anything of substance. So I gave it three stars. And then 23rd. Did you watch anything on the 23rd? Didn't watch anything on the 23rd, no. Did you watch anything on the 24th? Yeah, I did, yeah. Did you watch... I watched In Bruges and Borat. Okay. Well, I'll talk about briefly about Black... Actually, I won't talk about briefly. I'll talk Oops. very in-depth. And it's at this point you could drop in with any sort of questions, comments, okay. queries, concerns, anything. Margaret Qualley? 
conversation. What? Margaret Qualley quietly quotes the quarantine's quota. Just any sort of questions, clarifications, thought, thoughts about what my thoughts were on specific points of the movie, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is called Blackboard Jungle from the year 1955. A completely unexpected gem in my mind. I gave it four stars and that it was an amazing movie. And um, yeah, I loved it. I recommend it to literally anyone. Uh, the first thing I, I immediately noticed was... Zach, there's a triple feature right now for Bill Murray movies on Pluto TV. That's insane. Which movies? Uh, let's see. Okay, well, he's looking that up. <laughs> I know they're doing live... The is an absolute shot in the He is the author of the book. Get over it. I am, yeah. You sure? Yep. Let's check. And it's recording. Okay. So I watched Blackboard Jungle and... Um, I, I loved the cinematography. I, I can't really describe it other than sort of like a, I guess like a stone type look, where um, the the black and white is just very solid and very very black and white, very very completely straight monochrome, black and white, you no know, like tinted like sepia, just perfect. I loved it a lot. I love the cinematography, and not just the not just the color, the uh, the cinematography as well. The shots were really well done. Um, I love the, the scene in the bar with the two teachers, um, just just from a purely, purely technical standpoint. Um, and the acting as well was really good in that scene and in all the scenes. Sidney Poitier is in this film as well, who I love, and I, I, I'm watching all the movies because I loved his uh, character in, um, in The Heat of the Night, and I sort of got sort of uh, interested in watching more movies. So I'm watching, going through 20 of his movies right now. Um, and yeah, Blackboard Jungle is about um, a teacher who comes to this really, uh, really, uh, I guess, rowdy school where no one really cares about being taught anything, and uh, all the kids are just complete terrible people. Like yeah. School of Rock. Like, no, nothing like. I school never of saw School of Rock. School of Rock, of Rock is so. the complete opposite of that. <laughs> School of Rock is about a teacher who comes to a school where all the kids are perfectly well-behaved uh, and mannered. I've never seen it, so that's Jack why. And Jack Black teaches the kids to be uh, rock stars. Uh, so it's like I haven't that. seen it. Actually, the polar opposite of what this <laughs> is. Uh, but thanks for trying. Uh, yeah, so yeah, he just comes to a rowdy school and, and he teaches the kids how how to be respectful but but it's not like it's not like a like cliche or, or doesn't feel overdone they do it in a way that's very well paced very uh, well thought out and it's done it's done generally just um just uh it's, it's thought out well i say and it's not um you don't feel like you're in a, this overtold story like when you know what's going to happen um, you feel like you're in a genuinely um, creative and interesting story, despite the fact that it's, you know, sort of a, a sort of a cliche. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed all the performances uh, and the way the story was told, characterization, everything was really well done. The final fight scene was great, where uh, the teacher finally stands up for his own and and becomes sort of like the the teacher that everyone can rally behind. Like in School of Rock. No, not like in School and Rock. Uh, in School and Rock, that Jack Black wins over the favorite kids very quickly. In yeah. fact, uh, as you may guess from a teacher who 
instead of teaching them math and science, teaches them how to play instruments and sing in a rock band. I haven't seen the movie, so I, I wouldn't know. He wins the favor of the kids very quickly. I wouldn't know. I never um, saw the movie. Yeah. And the 24th. <laughs> oh, the the twenty fourth. You yeah. say? Well, on the twenty. I watched two movies on the twenty fourth. Yesterday, I watched In Bruges, mm-hmm. another one off my poster, and I watched Borat: Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. Wow. Yeah. They were both good. Yeah, I loved In Bruges. It was really, really, really good time. Um, and it had a great story. I had all the characters were very good. Um, as I said in my video, the ending was just phenomenal. It, it just tied up everything together in a neat little bow, and and uh, it just it was just very very nice. What's it about? It's about uh, two hitmen played by uh, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, um, who get an assignment to go to Bruges and wait for the next mission. Uh, and spoilers, but. The mission is to kill one of the, one of the other ones. So, Brendan Gleeson gets the mission to kill Colin Farrell f- from their boss Harry, played by Ray Fiennes. Wow. So this this is just full of Harry Potter actors. So intricate. Yeah, um, it, it was a great time. Just how it all, the climax, how it all comes together. It was it was great. Who's your favorite character? Favorite character probably uh probably Ray, Colin Farrell's character, or or Ken. Who's Ken? Brendan Gleeson's character. Oh. He had a good heart. Yeah, okay. and then, uh, do you want to go next, or should I just say Borat? Well, I'll do Goodbye, My Lady. The film Goodbye, My Lady, uh, another Sidney Poitier feature. It, it features very minorly, but uh, from that year, 1956, I give it three stars. I thought it was, I, it started out very promising. Um, I, I was very interested in it. And I, I love the um, I love the dynamic. It's basically about a boy who gets a dog. And oh, this is the boring dog one. It's not, it's not boring necessarily, but it's just not. There's not a lot happening. But it, they they keep you interested. It's just not a lot happening. Um, a boy who gets a dog and he teaches him tricks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, and um, yeah, so that part of it is. Fine. There's nothing interesting about it, but the part that really was amazing and that I loved a lot was the um, the relationship between the, the 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 boy, the small boy, and um, the uncle, uh, um, whose uncle something, and the the way that the relationship between those two was done was I thought very interesting, and um, it just seemed very realistic, and I really fell in love with sort of their relationship and the way they uh, sort of interacted with each other. I, I just sort of thought the uncle was just a really great guy and he, I enjoyed his character a lot. Um, and so yeah, just the character interaction was what really caught my interest for this movie. In terms of the plot, it's fine, but it's nothing right home about. I give it three stars, sort of the middle ground between those two. Uh, a, a serviceable story, but a uh, really great characterization so that is goodbye my lady and then you watch borat i did i watched borat last night my wife very nice yeah i watched i watched borat last night rented it from video depot gina video depot newhall uh sasha baron cohen uh film not direct not directed by him but uh 
but uh, he he wrote it, and it was a really funny, good time. This is pretty much, uh, pretty much they came up with a character and they said, "Let's make a movie out of this." At least I assume it's what happened, because that's what it feels like. Uh, Martin Scorsese's Hugo. Yeah, he is in Hugo. Yeah. Oh, that's his character Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, my, I understand if Sarah, what is it? Sasha Baron Cohen. I understand if Sasha Baron Cohen is sort of a character, or is kind of a character actor. Yeah, he just definitely. Just one character. It's very uh, over the top. Yeah, he plays King Julian. King Julian. Oh, yeah. From Madagascar. I learned that yesterday. Yeah, but anyways, uh, Borat's about a man named Borat from Kazakhstan who travels with his. Uh, produ- he travels with a small film crew, pretty much his producer and, and the cameraman, to uh, New York City to learn uh, the cultural uh, kind of ways of Americans so that they can improve the great nation of Kazakhstan. Um, and once he gets there, he he sees uh, Baywatch is playing and he falls in love with Pamela Anderson on the show and he gets on a mission to travel all the way to Los Angeles to meet her. And pretty much just, uh, it's along the way, it's the same concept every scene. It's Borat goes into a place and he's and he's funny and he doesn't understand what's going on because it's fish out of water kind of thing. But it's very funny. It's very formulaic, but it cracked me up every time, so I didn't mind. Uh, there was no real depth to the movie, but that's okay. It's not really supposed to. And... Yeah, it was just it was an all around good time. I also have Bruno on DVD sitting on my desk. So yeah, I'm gonna watch that next. I'm trying to go through all three of them: Bruno, The Dictator, and Borat, the three Sasha Baron Cohen uh, character kind of comedy. They're all directed by the same guy too. What's his name? Um, 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 um. Larry Charles, the Larry Charles Sasha Baron Cohen trilogy. Like Sergio Leone's Dollars trilogy. Yeah. For a fistful of dollars, for a few dollars more, and the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, which I'm watching next, yeah. So that's. I watched two movies yesterday. That's all for me. That's insane. Well, Kevin. Are we not going to go. Say today? What? We're not saying today. Oh, I watched Fight Club today. Oh, right. Fight Club? Yeah. What did you think of Fight Club? Fight Club. Fight Club was great. Uh, Kevin, you just talked about it. Oh. Yeah, I haven't even shot or written my review uh, uh, for my uh, channel yet. No, you didn't even, you joke with completely over your head. You, you just talked about it. Oh, I talked about Fight Club. That's funny. Yeah. How did you miss that joke? That's the I didn't hear you. You didn't hear what I said. You just talked about it? No. But you, you responded to what I said. I guess I didn't process it as a joke. Okay, anyways, it was good. It was, oh, it's overhyped, uh, definitely, in my mind, my opinion. Uh, it's not as good as everyone says it was. It was a good time, definitely. Uh, Brad Pitt is just amazing in the movie, and so is Edward Norton. I love both of those actors very much. They're some of my favorite actors, and uh, they were just they were just great the whole time. The twist, if you haven't seen the movie, but the twist was a little bit obvious to me. Uh, you know, there's scenes where Brad Pitt is literally mouthing the same words that Edward Norton is saying, and, and they're showing it, and which kind of is <laughs> leads me to believe that they're the same person. And kind hey, of Tyler Durden's uh, in his mind the whole time, which about halfway through they start giving hints about that. And I said, "Oh, okay, so yeah, it's a hallucination." Very accessible to, to listeners. Well, I'm I'm giving a spoiler warning for everybody. I don't know how to talk about a movie if I haven't spoiled it. Uh, I'm not Chris Stuckman. Yeah, you wouldn't be very good. Um, You're not very good at reviewing movies, huh? 
But yeah, it was a good time. Um, did you like when? I don't have much uh, did to you say. like when Brad Pitt said, "You ever seen those circles on movies? Yeah, they, they indicate that you have to change the yeah. film reel." I did like that. I liked I like talking to the camera. I like when movies do that. When they do it right, like Wolf of Wall Street, Fight Club, Ferris Bueller, Breaking the Fourth Wall, you know. Uh, but yeah, it was a good time. The ending was good. Did you like when all the buildings disappeared? Soap was good, huh? Did you like when all the buildings fell apart? When they blew up at the end? Uh-huh. Yeah, Helena Bonham Carter was good too. She's hot. Did you like when she was smoking? Yeah, very, very, very stylish. She's very cool. That was featured in the in the uh, most beautiful shots in film history. Her smoking. Oh really? Can you believe that? It's crazy, according to some guy. Yeah, that's that's all I. I'm all caught up for today. That's probably I'm go, all I'm gonna watch today. I might watch Bruno too. That's what. I, that's all um, I watched. That wraps up um, the, the the that segment of this episode. That's now we're our first. Our oh, we have another segment. Just kidding. That was a joke, Garrett. Well, so then we'll do, our, do we have a closing segment now? Or about, or about 15 minutes in. Yeah. Go watch Kua and Luke. I'll be watching it over the week. We, we'll do another episode next week. And I'll, we'll talk about Kua and Luke. We'll talk about the other movies we watched. And we'll maybe have some other things to say. Because we just talked endlessly for movies for an hour today. How would you rate this conversation, Kevin? It was good. I enjoyed it. Normally we never I, I will admit I zoned out at some part when you were just rambling on about a random Akira Kurosawa movie. Because I had nothing to add. I'm sure you did. Because that's probably why you had nothing to add. Yeah. Because you weren't listening. Yeah. Well, you'll get better next week. We'll get better next week. It'll be better. Good times. Although my... Although Coronavirus, my, Postmates, PC time. Although my commentary wasn't very uh, insightful. I mean, it was just me saying, did you like the part when... At least I provided some questions. We're going to be talking about War Games next. Cause it's coming in the mail. Toy Story and War Games on Blu-ray. Go check it out. Interesting. Yep. Do you have Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 4 on Blu-ray? I do, yeah. I own Toy Story 1 and 2 on DVD. But I want them on Blu-ray. Here's a new segment. It's called Guess the Hat. Where we can line up five hats and a name. And you assign the name to the hat. Mm, I think we should just wrap it up, actually, at this uh, point. What? Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> if you don't want to do the hat thing, we'll try it. We'll try it next week. Um, now, to end the episode, we're both gonna share our favorite director. <laughs> we're gonna both gonna share our favorite director. Director of the week. This is this is our this is our favorite director. Okay, my favorite director is um, Stanley Kubrick. My favorite director is Quentin Tarantino. Well, that has been... Come week. back next week, see if it changes. No, no, it's going to be a different favorite every week. Why? Of permutations. But Quentin Tarantino is my favorite all, director. All podcasts have stupid segments. <laughs> it's true. We should do Fair Abraham time. Who's Fair Abraham? Dang, shout out to Shane, Shane and Friends podcast. Shane uh, Dawson podcast. Yeah, that's all, that's all we have to say, though. All right, well, Catch you on the flip side. Let's do all right. <laughs> we, went, we, we were this close to going through the whole podcast <laughs> I, I actually hummed the theme song about 10 minutes into it oh, okay. to myself well anyways we're acknowledging the Cars cast we both listened to it but we we, yeah, we didn't really take any elements hey, from Carson, their podcast you're listening right now I hate you no I don't hate you Carson oh Carson oh, <laughs> I met you I met you at the new Bev Carson, you're like I'm your sad, best friend you're like a sad hey alright
Golden Retriever. That's not very uh, nice. Okay. Crush so is a nice guy. Now we'll do our signature sign off. Um, I've been Zach. I've been Kevin. I've been better. <laughs> and until next time, keep your friends close. And your enemies, enemies closer. closer. <laughs>